Olatunde, what is Creative Hustle? I'm glad you asked. Creative Hustle is obviously this book we just wrote. It's a class that Sam and I taught. But beyond that, it's about um, living beyond your limits. It's about uh, what does it take to, to, to create your own path, especially in a world where so much is determined for us, um, where we live, who we're, who we're married to, um, how much melanin is in, is in our skin. Those are things that people predict where we're going to be. But Creative Hustle is about um, living beyond that. And so creative is the bigness of it. Hustle is the day-to-day approach to it. Uh, so we talk about that as being imagination plus ambition. That's Creative Hustle. I'm Tom Vanderark, and you're listening to Getting Smart Podcast. And uh, we're joined today by Olatunde Shabonahim, the CEO of Street Code Academy. And he's joined by his co-author, Sam Seidel. He's a, a repeat guest on the pod. Sam, good to have you back, man. It, it's good to be back, Tom. Thank you for, for having me again and for, for welcoming Olatunde in uh, uh, with me. It's good to be here. There is such cool stuff going on at the D school. Um, I just found out that this book is really uh, part of a series. What's what's that about? Yeah, we we have a series of twelve books coming out through a collaboration with Ten Speed Press, which is a subsidiary. I think that's the right term uh, with Penguin Random House. Um, so Ten Speed just specializes in putting out really beautiful books, um, and it's been really exciting to work with them on on the series and in particular this book uh, that we're here to talk about today creative hustle blaze your own path and make work that matters we we reviewed um, a book by your colleague sarah sign greenberg a few months ago and it it is just such an extraordinary gift for uh for everyone but for for creatives and and particularly for people that work with other people and try to facilitate the formation of ideas and uh, so this is such a great follow-on to, to that book. I was really excited to hear about your series. Yeah, thank you. And and I know that Sarah had a great uh, time talking with you and, and your team about creative acts for curious people. Um, and so as you know, that book features like a whole bunch of different design activities and approaches. Um, and then this series of guidebooks that is coming out now is like zeroes in on some specific ideas and areas of what design is, what design could and should be. Um, so that's that's kind of the the flow of the series here. Well, Atunde, where did you meet Sam and how did this idea of Creative Hustle become a class? No, that's a beautiful question. Uh, Sam is from the East Coast. People may know him. He's an author of Hip Hop Genius. Um, and so he's, you know, he's been around the education field for a long time, landed where I've been for the past 25 years um, out here in the Bay Area. Uh, I went to Stanford University and have stayed in the area ever since. And so Sam came as and, and took this position as the director of the K-12 lab and was doing work um, there promoting his work. One of my colleagues met him uh, and, and found some synergy and saw some synergy, right? Sam uh, was somebody who understood uh, what he calls the genius of this hip hop community, which, which, uh, many times is embodied in these black and brown communities that that I care about, um, particularly with tech education. And so I'm I'm you know seeing the genius, if you will, in in black and brown communities as it regards to technology. And Sam has done work in recognizing that genius um, in communities regarding hip hop. 
And so we thought that we could get together and do some work. And it took about a year for us to figure out uh, that the right way for us to collaborate is to do a class together. And the beautiful thing about this class was very unique um, in that it was a class that was comprised half of students from Stanford University and half um, of students from Streetcar Academy, which is just across the freeway. East Palo Alto is very different than Palo Alto. And so, but Sam sees a lot of, Sam and I saw said there are ways in which this kind of collaboration benefits all parties involved. Um, and we we came together to do this class. And very quickly we learned, I mean, there are a lot of people that care about the exact same thing. They want to know how they can live their true full selves and Guess what? They all can help each other to get there. The class taught, uh, you know, demonstrated that, and now we have a book that kind of extends on those ideas. Sam, what do, what do you want to add about that class and how how that work informed this book? Uh, man, I mean, so much. You know, just gratitude to Tunde and the Street Code community, who I feel have embraced me and have embraced this, this, that, that class and embraced the D school, um, and been true collaborators for the last several years. And, you know, as Tunde just mentioned, like to me, one of the really inspiring things about that class was that as, as distant as you two just noted, uh, street code Academy in East Palo Alto and Stanford university in, in Palo Alto kind of Menlo park area as, as distant in some ways as those two worlds are, when we got into that room and, took off the, you know, the, all that paraphernalia, as Tunde was just saying, like what was so striking to me was how similar everyone in the class was in the sense that everyone had dreams. Everyone had these, um, kind of creative passions that they were in one way or another, um, struggling with how to bring into the world in an authentic way that, that connected to, um, to their lives, to their communities, to the, their vocations or the jobs they currently held. And, um, it became, it, it just became really apparent how much we all have in common, even though there are some um, very, uh, you know, noticeable material differences in, in, in our lives and circumstances and identities. Um, and that was just a really powerful experience. And I think part of what we've tried to channel with everything we've done since, and we've done a lot of workshops all over all over the place with folks of all ages and backgrounds around Creative Hustle now, um, and then certainly with the book, is trying to keep that alive and trying to keep um, the, the understanding of how much we, we share, even despite our differences when it comes to figuring these things out, um, how much that exists. So that, that permeates the book in terms of the creative hustlers we profile, the stories of students we share, the activities that we offer and examples within those. Um, so just really, really trying to make sure that that message is felt. That we felt it's a room. book of stories, um, strung together in a, in a beautiful way, but it really is it's stories of people that are um, finding and creating their path, right? Uncovering and, and putting their gifts to use for the benefit of their community. So we, we love that. Sam, the, um, th this is a super timely book for us. We recently launched this new Pathways campaign, and our goal is to help all American kids um, find uh, and create a, a path to opportunity. And so this is, is really timely and we're, we're thinking hard about what, what does that idea of a path or a pathway even mean today? And in the introduction, you, you guys talk about finding your path. And I, I really like the sections that you created um, 
establishing your code, knowing your networks, and creating your rituals. Did did that did that organization come from the class or did it emerge from the stories or both? Yeah. Yeah. You, you named it. It's actually both. So what we did for the class was we brought in a few folks who like one of the things that Tunde and I connected on early on was that we knew these people who had done amazing things in the world. And we really admired how they had done that. And we wanted to share those relationships and share those stories with, with students. So we started the class by bringing in three people that we think of as consummate creative hustlers, just had them share their stories. And then what we did with our students was dissected those stories. And so those categories that the book is organized around that you just mentioned, Tom, came out of that work. And then as we went on after the class to interview many more creative hustlers, um, including the nine profiled in the book, it was us sort of trying to understand like, what are the what are the common components? There's so much about folk stories that may look different, but what are the things that they've all figured out? And we settled on this, like establishing your code, which is really about like knowing what your deep held values are, your North Star, um, the the people, the knowing your network, right? Like who are the people that you want and need to have around you to move forward your work in the world? And then like, what are the practices, the daily rituals, the weekly, monthly rituals, the yearly rituals, like what are the things you need to build um, into your creative practice to, to move your work forward into the world, right? Because you can have all sorts of great ideas, um, but how do you operationalize them? How do you start putting them out? Um, and so those were the kind of three big categories uh, that we came to feel uh, made sense to invite everyone to think about uh, everyone who's interested in, in exploring their creative hustle. I, I love books that have a magic chart that sort of explains the main idea. And when I found the gifts to goals chart, it has, it has gifts on one side and goals on the other side. And then it has principles, people and practice. Um, that's like the magic chart. And I, I, I smiled because it looked like, oh, it's like, hey, there's Sam Seidel right there. You guys must have sketched that out and got a smile on your face when you did it. Yeah, I think we, I mean, you know, Sam and I, when we work together, we're smiling a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we're we're enjoying the whole process. And that, to put it on a simple sheet, um, was great. But I want to I make a point, uh, especially, Tom, as you you know, just are doing such excellent work and have such a strong vision for American children. Um, and as a father of four, like I want, I want that for my children. I want my children to have a path for opportunity, but I want to highlight something. Um, our subtitle of our book is called Blaze Your Own Path. It's a good word. It, it resonates with what you're talking about. But the second part I really, I want to zoom in on, it says, and make work that matters. It doesn't say make work that makes money. It says make work that matters. And what we arrived at in that simple sheet about principles, about people, about practice, was something that that led you to make work that matters. And I and I and I and I say that with a shout out to the community that I that I represent, you know, now and 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 got to bring everywhere in the room, right? This community of East Palo Alto where I'm in. And we talked about the differences in the community of Street Code Academy. We've highlighted the differences, but one of the things that, you know, now as we think about, okay, let's not make work that just that that makes money, because we know there are, there are impoverished communities, but let's make work that matters. And so many people that we highlighted in this book that come from communities like East Palo Alto and sometimes even do, 
are found out how to make work that matters. And as we now bring together and say, okay, how can we do both? How can we make, as I used to say, how can we make money and make change, right? How can we make dollars and make change, right? How can we make money and make some meaning? How can we make work that matters and makes money? That that's that's the goal of of that's what it should be the goal. And I think that this book, you know, highlights not just the money part, but also the matters part. I love that. Um, we we frequently talk about um, with with school leaders about how to create opportunities for learners to do work that matters to them and their community, right? And you guys made that that connection of thinking of work that matters to you and your community. You did that in so many different ways, Sam. I love the idea of getting to know yourself and then others, that self-knowledge and community knowledge, and then connecting it with that idea of work that matters. And it's it's work that matters to both, right, the, the learner, the creator, and the community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're alluding to the title of one of the, the stories, the chapters in the book about our... our um friend, brother, colleague, collaborator, uh, Christopher Squint Sandifer, who uh, is a masterful um, storyteller and actually was the, also the photographer. They're beautiful pictures. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. I mean, we can't talk about this book and not just talk about Squint's photography, Jory's illustra- illustrations, and Hope Meng's um, lettering, hand lettering, you know, the fold outs of her hand lettering, the cover, you know, she did all of all of that. And, and they collaborated. I mean, she's doing hand lettering that reveals Squint's photographs in a few spots. It's just very, very cool work. But um, and, and does such a honor to the words that, that and messages we were trying to share. But back to your, you know, the point that you raised from Squint's story, like discover who you are, then show others. And then, you know, we also have this whole section in the middle of the book with the stories of Bryant Terry, the um, chef, cookbook author and publisher, um, who really figures out ways to design himself and his work by bringing in his community and and having a session called Brainstorming Bryant, where they all help him think about his next creative acts. Um, you know, this this story about Sarai, um, who uh, is a community organizer and has done incredibly inspiring work uh, f- on behalf of undocumented students. And, um, you know, she talks about receiving better so she can give better. Um, and then Jidena, the songwriter and performing artist, um, who talks about accelerating through collaboration. So you have like all these, I think, really important and powerful messages about what it means to to work together with others and to engage as a community, not not just as an individual um creative or entrepreneur? Well, Atunde, we, um, historically, we've, we've used this term career exploration to describe a, a class that you might get in middle school, um, or it might be a time with an advisor where you're cruising Naviance to look at possible jobs. But w- w- what, given this book, w- what's your sense of what career exploration should mean in the lives of kids that you work with? What, what, what should that look like? How should they be able to explore possible futures? Thank you for, for allowing me to speak on this issue. I, I, I think that there is so much wisdom and people out here, experts who are looking at um, the future of work, who are looking at the trends. Some of them are saying that many of us will have three careers. Right. Many of us are saying that 
it's 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 challenging to think of in now in today's day and age that for us to think about you know a career in a in that more traditional sense but for me but for me and what 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 this meant for this book was let's give some space to step back outside of the lens of career and think about what we want to do in the world think about what we want to you know and that that may or may not fit right now into a traditional career right those are those are pathways those are avenues by which i could do it but let's give every child and let's give every adult let's give every human being the chance to step back and say what do i want to do in the world and what we found by talking to people in the medical school at Stanford University, talking to professionals who have been in the world, coming back to get their MBA, talking to seven-year-old children, all of them value space to be able to write on a sheet of paper, on some post-it notes, what do I want to do in the world? And what are my gifts? And that's what that sheet kind of allows people to do. So it's not, it's not the traditional career. This is not that book for that. This is about thinking about you know our life in, in this holistic way outside of some of those traditional paths and thinking about, well, how, what could I do with the principles? How, what, how can I hold on to the principles I have? You know, how do I understand my network and figure out people and, and, and find ways to get me to those goals and get me to those, those dreams that I have to, to, uh, to, to make something in the world. Tunde, um, I, I imagine part of the, the, uh, another part of your answer would be creating access to things like you do at the street uh, Code Academy, right? You have classes, you have pop-ups, you have all these learning experiences that give short burst sprints uh, of opportunity to to dip into an area and learn about it and see if it feels like you. It, it, I mean, is that part of what's behind Street Code Academy? You 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 hit it on the head, but 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 the bigger like. Yeah, street code is about providing all of that exposure, right? Providing, um, you know, those experiences, providing those classes that provide skills, but it's done in a broader context. And we very much, you know, have a similar view to, you know, I brought the same uh, belief system to Street Code Academy that I bring to Creative Hustle in that it should be done in the context of what I want to do in the world. Once I understand that, then yes, a class can excite me. You know, when when we talk about these creative hustlers, we're of man, of course. Take let's take Squint for an example, or take Sean Heater, who who has the ta- the chapter, um, do your research and then your research, right? So talking about community, talking about yourself, but all of this. I mean, of course, she has incredible skills on directing. She's an incredible writer, but there's this broader, there's this bigger element about her that is wrestling with questions about: Am I the right person to tell this story? Who am I? to this community. These are these are deeper questions before the skill set. And so I want every street coach student to not just step in and talk about HTML and CSS for those skills in that um, specificity, but look at it in the broader context of where you're trying to go in the world. Now I could dive into that skill. Sam, I'm, I'm struck that this process of exploration a couple times in the book, you you make sure that it's clear that this isn't a solitary endeavor, that it's about designing with others, that it's accelerating through collaboration. So there's this beautiful I-we um, interplay. Is that fair? It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we, we were struck by, you know, 
there's there's a, a narrative, I think, particularly in, in our society around the kind of like solo inventor, lone genius kind of entrepreneur. And I think we were we were struck by the fact that all the folks we profiled and interviewed, you know, we interviewed a lot of people who we weren't able to do full profiles of in the book, but who, who we learned a lot from. Um, shout out to all those folks. Uh, everyone has solo time, time where they go deep on their own in different ways. But everyone that we talk to has the the collective, has the folks they trust around them, um, you know, works works in a team or or at least brings in people at critical points to really collaborate. So um, there's a balance there, right? And I think we talk so much about collaboration, Tom, you know, when we talk 21st century skills or, you know, all these, all these, uh, the jargon we use in the K-12 landscape around this stuff, we talk a lot about collaboration and it is, it's extremely important. Um, and there's spaces and times where folks need to, to tap in and, and do some writing. I mean, even looking at how Tunde and I wrote this book, like we, we've logged quite a few hours on, on Zoom together. We're probably in four digits at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there were times where we said, let's break off. And like, I'm just going to take a shot at this one. I have something in my head. And rather than trying to describe it to you over and over, let me just try to put it down on the paper and uh, put it in front of you. So, so it's a mix, you know, and I think, I think great creative hustlers know how to hold that balance. I, I, was, I would just note that the, the, the book is uh, written that way too, that there's a, there's a, a collaborative voice. And then there are some points at which you each, share an individual point of view. So I, I like that as a illustration of the concept of the individual and the community, but the, the community comes through in almost every chapter as a really important uh, aspect of that's very different than in the way anybody else has written about th this sort of idea of entrepreneurship. It, the com community is a much stronger theme here. Tunde, am I getting that right? I mean, Tom. First of all, I have to I have to just say on air. You can edit this part out, but I'm just impressed with how well you've um, understood our book. Yes, I, that was way of saying. This is my way of saying thank you. Um, the idea of collaboration comes through. First of all, there's a whole you know lane. It's the center lane around people. I mean, that is talking about the people in your life. But even if you break down some of those chapter titles, I man, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the title. Uh, the chapter of my friend Jadena, our friend Jadena, who the title is called Accelerate Through Collaboration. And he beautifully describes, you know, you talk about that trust factor and not chasing people who already have fame, not chasing people who already have followers, not chasing people who have already been validated, but going with who you trust and who you work with and, 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 and valuing that chemistry and what that does over the long haul, um, how that accelerates you, Jadena speaks beautifully too. So there's all, you know, uh, we talked about Bryant Terry, who, you know, bringing together his own board of advisors to think about his own life. We think about even gifts. And when you think about your gifts, how can you ask other people, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I'm talented at? What do you think are my gifts? That's just all a very collaborative process. You're right on. Sam, the, the, the name of the book is, feels a little bit dangerous. The creative hustle. It, um, I think when most people pick it up, they'll think I can get a job or I could do this creative thing, right? As, as options. And, and you guys are not at all suggesting that creative hustle is an option to getting a job. 
you're, this is really a way to think about who you are as a person and how you live into the world, right? Whether that's a traditional job or uh, an entrepreneurial endeavor. Is that fair? Right. It is. It is. I think what we're suggesting is one, don't see it, the world in binaries. And that means a lot, you know, don't, I'm, I am creative or I'm not creative. I have to have a job or not have a job. Like there's a lot of ways to navigate this. Um, and two, blaze your own path, like figure that out. That might mean holding a very traditional job at periods. And it might mean going really off the, off the kind of um, GPS, you know, at other periods. And, and so maybe, maybe there are times where what I'm doing to earn a living and support my family align very closely with all of my passions and my full creative portfolio. And there may be times where what I do to earn that living and support my family is a little more separate. And I still have this creative practice and things I'm doing. Um, and I'm, 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 going to work certain hours, uh, to make them the, the financial piece work out. So I think like, I, I think we, we tried really hard not to decide we know what's best for your life, right? Where it's, it, we don't want to sit here and say, Oh, it's, you know, Tom, what you should be doing is, you know, you should monetize this thing and, you know, do that. Like that's not our place. Our place is to encourage you to really think about what are the things that you most want to share with the world in your time here? And then how do you bring those to fruition? Um, and, and you're going to find the answer to like, what combination of job, portfolio, volunteer practice comes together uh, to, to realize that. Sam, do you, what, do, what's your take on tech trends? Are they going in, in a, in a, in a gifts to goals uh, direction? Are they, do you see them aiding creative hustle or in some way blocking it? I see them as tools. I don't, I don't see them as inherently necessarily having a negative or positive charge. I think it's what do we as people do with them? Um, and so you could name any, any new technology. And I think that, you know, like, like if we say blockchain, for instance, there are ways that that could, um, totally open up new opportunities for people um, that and and protect us from you know some of the liabilities that this, these past generations of technology have created and at the same time there's there's ways that they could be operationalized that could be harmful right and um, so I, I think that like I tend to take the stance of like it's what we do with it you know same with social media it's what we do with it it's how we manage it together and well I mean time will tell in some sense like maybe we can say like there was a net negative there or a net positive there. Um, but I, I, I tend to think like with each of these, we see both, right? We see um, victories for justice uh, and we see real liabilities. You know, some of the stuff around surveillance is really scary um, and could have really heavy implications. Um, and at the same time, um, there's all sorts of ways that, that we, and, and yes, we, we talk to a bunch of creative hustlers who that's what they deal in. They're dealing in new and emerging technologies and they're making cool stuff. Uh, one, one thing that I've been paying attention to um, in the third quarter was just um, synthetic content and the, the fact that young people today are going to collaborate not only with other human beings, but with um, machine learning 
programs to create um, stuff in the world, um, art, text, uh, and, and other artifacts. So it feels like we're this is a, a new skill that we need to learn to how to collaborate with machines as part of our creative hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just a quick shout out to some work that colleagues here at the um, D school are doing. And I think Tom, I mean, I know, you know, my co-director of the K-12 lab, Laura McBain, she's been working with uh, our colleague Tunde and my colleague Ariam, who we're also collaborating on a project with around education technology. Uh, but Ariam and Laura and Megan and others here at the D school have been working on uh, something called Rep Magazine. Uh, which you can find at repmag.org. And um, I think you've seen it, Tom, but it's it's a really cool way of teaching young people about these emerging technologies and things like machine learning and blockchain um, and making sure that young people are understanding these, not, not learning to code uh, necessarily, although that can happen, but actually like getting the concepts of what these are. So finding analog ways to teach about these very new um, digital technologies, that's really cool work. So hopefully... Uh, if you you know if you haven't seen it, you can check it out, and listeners can check out Rep Mag, um, and and get a sense of that. But we we definitely see that, and um, I think we want to make sure that really people of all ages, but we think a lot here about you know the young folks in the K twelve system. Um, we want to make sure that folks are understanding what these are and how they can be used. I think that's our best hope at having them used for good in all sorts of ways. Speaking of K-12 system, I'd like both of you to give me a short overview of how you think high school should be different and better given the creative hustle. What, what does creative hustle high look like? Tunde, get, you get the first shot. What, mm. What's creative hustle high? What does creative hustle high? Ooh, that's the sound. Sorry, that sounds good. I want to go there. Um, I think, you know, at the well, uh, let's do a couple of iterations. Uh, here, but here's the first step. So, you know, this concept, gifts to goals, you know, and how you use, you know, principles, people practice. I mean, that, that that's that's real curriculum on all sides of that, right? There's real time and energy and iteration. One of the things that we talk about, you know, in the book that I think is really hard for colleges, it's hard for high school, you kind of commit to a pathway. You're like, you're like I'm going to be a computer science major, and that means... That's what I'm at. And while there are changes and while there are room for that, like I think what this does, this this sheet of paper is a symbol that this is an iteration, that you're constantly changing and iterating. And I think I can imagine a high school where you, you come the first day of school and and you're putting these on paper. And over time, you're visiting these and you're and you're and you're iterating on what are your goals? What, what do you think your gifts are and, and and who are the people that you need to engage with? What are the principles you're standing on? And that in and of in and of itself is to me a remix of high school, right? Because so I have three high schoolers and so little time is spent, if any at all, on the big picture. If any at all. It, like who am I and defining who I am and who I want to be, there really is outside of maybe a mentor, outside of a small retreat, there's really no curriculum and no support around answering and making moves on those bigger. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like there there ought to be a spiral. That gifts to goals spiral that you're you keep working that with an advisor, maybe a crew, maybe some mentors, right from the community that are part of your life that are all party to your your gifts to goals plan. Sam, what, what would you add in terms of experiences and supports? What what does creative 
I look like? Three quick thoughts. Well, two quick ones and one that's going to be a little longer. So the the, w- the first quick one is like, Tunde, this makes me want to just do a training just for guidance counselors. I just think that would be amazing. And maybe we should just do that, just to open it up, you know, put it for free online and just see if we can get folks to sign up. Because it feels like they would be, ma- if I had to pick one constituency in sort of a more traditional school model, that's probably who it would be. Um, Tom, you mentioned advisors, but in most schools, we might talk about guidance counselors. Second quick idea is like, I would love to just run the gifts to goals activity once a year, or maybe at the very beginning of every school year and the very end of every school year with students and not change anything else about a school, just do that and see what that unlocks. And the third longer piece I want to say, Tom, is like, um, I think we've seen it in many ways and you played a huge role many years ago, very early in my career. So I don't know if Tunde knows this, but Tunde, when, when I was just, I was in college and coming right out of college. I got involved with the big picture uh, schools, the Met School in Providence, Rhode Island, when there was just one school. And Tom at the time was leading the Gates Foundation brand new education portfolio and came and saw the school. And, you know, Tom, correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, but basically said, this is what schools should look like. And gave at that time what was the most money any of us had ever heard of. <laughs> it's a big picture to say, like, do more of these, just do more of this. And then in time, that started to include Ed Visions and High Tech High and Black Alliance for Educational Options and, um, you know, about a dozen uh, organizations in that portfolio. And I had the chance to work for somewhere between five and seven years with all of these networks. And so, what I, I'm, I know this is a bit of a long winded way around to it, Tom, but basically, like, those schools are kind of creative hustle high high school for recording arts that I wrote about in hip hop genius. I mean, you're letting students pick what they're passionate about, focus their studies on it, do real world projects related to it. And you're surrounding them with both peers, mentors in the community and advisors at the school whose whole thing is to help enable and help make sure learning is happening um, through that. I mean, if I had to design Creative Fossil High, so much of it would look like the schools you were funding 20 years ago. By the way, many of them thriving um, now. So I just want to shout them all out and say, like, there's a lot of cool design we could do. And I think a lot of ways we could take the the very specific lessons and activities and stories from this book and put them into a school. And I'd love to play that out with you. And I just don't want to be ahistoric about it. And I want to acknowledge that so much of what we would probably design would probably look similar to some of the work that you and I have been doing for a long time. So I just want to honor that. Yeah. Just to, to summarize that Sam uh, and, and Tunde, you guys talked about a, a core that's really focused on um, exploring yourself, identifying those gifts, just figuring out who you are and what you're good at and what you care about and how and where you want to contribute to the world. And then surrounding that with, experiences that matter to you and the community, the opportunity to produce things that matter to you and to your community. Um, and all the schools that you mentioned are some version of that, right, Sam? Right, right. And I think like my, my dream is, you know, I'd love to give free copies of this book to all of the students at all the big picture and high tech high and HSRA and all these schools. I'd also love to almost it's more important, I think, to get it into the hands of students at the more traditional schools who aren't getting, you know, 24 seven support in thinking about what are my gifts and what are my goals and how do I build toward them. So, um, you know, in some ways, this book is most written for folks who didn't get that education experience. But um, I think it it sort of mirrors in some ways what the curriculum is in in some of those schools. We've been talking to um, Olatunde Solom Mayhem and Sam Seidel about an amazing new book called Creative Hustle. 
everybody needs to read. This is a book for everybody. Uh, every high school student should read this. College students would get a lot out of it. Um, adults trying to figure out who they are and why they're here in the world uh, ought to read it, and they'd get a lot of inspiration from it. It's a terrific book, and I was thrilled today to find out that it's part of a series of, uh, of additional books. Olatunde and Sam, what a gift to have you guys here. I'm, I'm going to bring a, a group to visit you and uh, some Bay Area schools in a few months. So look forward to seeing you live in, in person. Yeah, that's right. I, I just heard that that was happening. And so now that we've all gotten this time together, Tunde, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you the date in case it works for you to be here when, when Tom and his crew come through. It would be fun for you guys to now get to meet in person. Tunde, I appreciate the work you're doing in East Palo Alto at, at Street Code. Um, thanks for that. And uh, we really appreciate your collaboration with Sam on this on this book. And thanks for being here today. Thank you. Wonderful conversation. Uh, thanks for joining the Getting Smart Podcast. Thanks to our producer, Mason Pasha, and for the whole team that makes this possible. Until next week, keep learning, keep leading, keep innovating for equity. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart Podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at GettingSmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much. 